Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. I'm John Boyd. And the one and only Drew Shepard. Oh, always a pleasure. <laughs> How's it going, fellas? Good. Real well. So I heard, overheard some conversations out of the room, getting my, uh, getting myself ready for this, and I overheard maybe some Bucky's conversation. We would never yeah. be discussing that. <laughs> so <laughs> I almost interrupted you and said, save it for the podcast. Cause we talked about Bucky's I think last week, last week, yeah. last time we recorded yeah. um, two weeks ago, maybe. And uh, so uh, let's have an update. So went to Georgia last week and on the way home, Amy and I, my wife and I, we stopped at the Bucky's in Georgia and, you know, I had to show her the place. It was the first time she had ever seen one. And after going my first time, I was psyched for it. And so I said, you've got to see this place, babe. So we go, we get some gas, we walk in, and we've, I'm not going to rehash everything we've already talked about, but it's huge in there. There's so much going on. Yeah. And the food was good. She didn't even make it over to the food. She went straight to the America, Americana, 4th of July decorations area and john and i were gonna kick out of this because when we were both done and ready to check out i'm going to the checkout line and you know we're paying for the gas i'm getting another brisket sandwich great option by the way okay yeah uh, some water coffee and um she's checking out with a wind chime mm-hmm. so you know you go to a gas station the wind chime the wind chime right. yeah. yeah sure why not they got a little bit of everything there. <laughs> I heard an update from somebody at church and they said the brisket was really good for $5 brisket. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was the commentary. Like, yeah. hey, it was $5. But I mean, for $5, it was pretty good. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot better than Sonny's and they charge you more than five bucks. So, Yeah. Better than Sunny's. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a big oh, yeah. fan of Sunny's brisket. I had some Sunny's brisket um, not too long ago. I got this. Did you know you can go to Sunny's and I think pay an extra like $4 on anything just about, or maybe it's not anything, but there's several things that you can pay like an extra four bucks on and it turns it into an all you can eat meal. No, I've never heard that. Yeah. So I did that the other day, um, the other day, the other month. <laughs> and uh, I, tried a bunch of stuff it's like they have different tiers and depending on what tier you pay into so like if you get the barbecue meal you can do the all you can eat but you can't get brisket and that you can't get ribs or something like that but if you do the brisket level meal then you can get all the meats and it's like their brisket is like their high tier meat i was like okay you know i'll do that so i can try them all you know um and the brisket was really disappointing just wasn't that great I'm, I'm just a pulled pork kind of guy we talked about that but yeah. but theirs in particular seemed like it was really like like almost wet you know what i mean it was wet it wasn't greasy it was just wet and that's not how you want brisket to be no no you want brisket to be nice and flavorful juicy a little bit of crust on the end though you know so it's tender in the middle but a right. nice crust on the outside and some of these, they do, they're so, it's like paper thin there. And Bucky's is nice and thick. I don't make any money from them, but I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to support them. 
Yeah. John, you were about to say something. I don't know. I, I do know that uh, probably for the same price as your all-you-can-eat brisket from Sonny's, you could try uh, a good variety of things at Bucky's and be much more satisfied. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, so, it wasn't super. We cheap, are so. we are getting one. Uh, we were saying earlier, about two hours away from the house. Um, oh, okay. One in 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 Kentucky, actually. And okay. so that's uh, not ex- that close, John. <laughs> except, well, I'm in Kentucky. <laughs> eh, two hours for two hours is not that close. <laughs> um, but uh, that's yeah. a that's so a long way to drive for five dollar brisket. My yeah. Maybe, um, but I also get the chocolate dipped uh, uh, bugles. Mm, and, well, uh, and, you know, in that some, case, I would get you can some I'll beaver nuggets. Hours. I'll drive two hours for sugar. Well, it, they actually sell tubes of sugar <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, um, oh, okay, you can like mix your own. Actually, um, yeah, but you know, my only worry. I love Bucky's. My only worry is uh, when I first found out about them, they're pretty much a Texas company. Um, as they expand, will they remain, will they be able to keep their mm. high standards? Right. right. Yeah. Um, because they, I mean, you will not find a cleaner bathroom than a Bucky's bathroom. They clean them, uh, regularly throughout the day. And, yeah, sure. uh, I, I'm just afraid some of those standards will fall as they are unable to monitor their, uh, their locations as, as well. Right. You know, you know who, uh, I think is falling a little bit in that same way is uh, Chick-fil-A. I agree. I think Chick-fil-A is not as good as they used to be. I still as like they, it. Yeah. But Chick-fil-A they used expand, to be the yeah. best and now it's, it's good. And, and that's different than the best, you know, I'll still take it over any chicken sandwich at any other restaurant, but, um, yeah. and I keep trying, I'm like, oh, people keep talking about pop Popeye's chicken sandwich is not good guys. It's not good. I, I like, it's it. okay. It's like, I, I like uh, it. maybe it's a huge piece gotta, of chicken. Yeah, but it's just it's okay. It's just not great. It's just okay. It's just okay. Um, the other day I got a Burger King chicken sandwich, the big chicken, mm. <laughs> real bad, <laughs> real bad, <laughs> real bad. <laughs> Because you know they have their long like chicken patty. Sandwich. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. <laughs> the original chicken sandwich. Like, what are you even talking about, people? They all um, have an original chicken sandwich. Yeah, it seems the, like the original chicken sandwich. What do you What do you mean the original chicken sandwich? Makes no sense. Burger King's gross. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. I love Burger <laughs> King. Uh, Burger King chicken, maybe not, but Burger <laughs> King. Uh, you used to love flame, those sandwiches oh, growing up, I John, could, when you were a kid. <laughs> I, I still love me a sandwich, Sausage, egg, and cheese. Sandwiches are, they are very tasty. They are. I feel terrible every time I eat one. And just yeah. like for two, for two or three hours after, I'm like, mm. oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I remember we used to go to Burger King and you used to get mad at me when we were kids because you could open up the burger and look at the surface of it. And there were all these like little, little, you know, little, uh, honestly, I don't know any other way to describe them except to say they were little boogers. It was like little boogers of meat. And so I would call them, I would call it a booger burger. And you really like Burger King. So you always, you never really like I still like, but as far as fast food chains, um, hard to beat the value and the flavor of a good frame they, they, the value flame, you you got them on value flame it's like a broiled. dollar for a bacon cheeseburger 
or a 10 piece chicken nugget when your kids a like chicken nuggets ti- it's like a dollar 10 piece still 10 uh, for a dollar 50 i don't know it depends on where you live the, if no, you're maybe. in that uppity florida area you know mm-hmm. yeah, 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 50. Yeah. i'm pretty sure they're a dollar 50 uh, even so <laughs> 20 nuggets for three bucks oh yeah that's a tummy ache there may not be you've got your full value out of yeah <laughs> they're 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 okay they taste like frozen chicken nuggets you know they're about they're about what you'd get out of a store-bought tyson bag you know maybe a little better or a little worse but um yeah burger king not for me but Mm. best value menu absolutely best value menu they still have a lot of stuff for a dollar that should tell Mm -hmm. you something (laughs) that's true Speaking of fast food, John, one of my favorite fast food memories um, in our lives Great. is Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still love Taco Bell. You love Taco Bell? You do? I love Taco Bell. Yeah, we I don't. I tried Taco Bell the other day. It was really bad. I decided <laughs> I've, I've outgrown Taco Bell. It's been a long time since I've been. Um, okay. Because we don't have one real close anymore. Yeah. So. I think I'm allergic to their bean burritos, but my favorite memory is not I was allergic food. to something. It's <laughs> Drew. Every time we would go to Taco Bell, every time I don't know why we kept going. Must have been like a dozen times. <laughs> no, not that. I wonder if it's several. Like <laughs> several. mom and dad wanted to see if it would keep happening. Consistently, every single time we would go as a family to Burger King. The Taco and Bell. About five minutes. Yeah, excuse me. The Taco Bell. About five minutes after we got our food, John would be outside vomiting in the bushes. <laughs> Every time. Why did we keep going, John? I don't Why know. Why did they keep taking us there? I I, I think because I liked the food. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, did they try to get you to eat different stuff, or was no? It just I, like- I would try different things, trying to figure out what it was, and no matter what, I would eat. <laughs> Uh, I would throw up oh, before man. we left Why? the Taco Bell. Why? And I remember specifically, I mean, I was pretty young, uh, but specifically I remember um, going to a Taco Bell. And as I walked in, I saw over in the bushes where I'd thrown up who knows how long ago before. And you could tell <laughs> it was like, it was like my spot. Like, <laughs> so gross. Uh, oh, I, I outgrew it though. I can eat Taco Bell now without throwing up. Oh, so okay, yeah. I used to love those bean burritos, and I would get them all the time. That was like my thing because it kind of felt healthy. Um, and I would eat them, but it was really painful for me to eat them because I loved them. I loved the taste of them, and I loved the fact that like it was like this has got to be pretty healthy, right? It's just beans and, and tortilla. Um, and <laughs> as I ate them. Uh, I would get this like intense sensory reaction in my, in the back of my throat and it would like tickle. I could barely stand to swallow it, but I would just keep eating. It. <laughs> and, uh, and one day I was like, you know what? I don't think I should do that anymore. I think that's a bad idea. This was that long ago. It was like 10 years ago. You're like, fighting off an idea. anaphylactic <laughs> shock, but it's so good. <laughs> uh, and there's certain things that do that to me. And, and uh, I try to just avoid the feeling now, but I think it might be a mm. pepper. There might be a little pepper of some sort that does that to me. Um, and I think it may be in their, their sauce that they put on their bean burritos. So maybe I can go try bean burrito, no sauce sometime and see if it happens again, but we'll make a midnight run one of these days. 
That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Is Taco Bell still open until midnight post COVID? Uh, post COVID. I don't know. I don't know. They were always, they were always a late one. Wendy's was always real late too. Yep. I don't know anymore. A lot of McDonald's 24 hours, but I think even those kind of quit. Yeah. So John, when's Walmart going to be 24 hours again? Never. Never. Oh, really? No. There's no plans on returning back to 24 hours. Interesting. Is it just a profitability thing? Like it just Mm -hmm. didn't help the bottom line enough? Yeah. And too much liability. It kind of forced people to get used to it. And so now it's like, well, okay. Why go back? Now I'll say if there's certain industrial areas that have shifts that get off at like 2 a.m., then they may still. Um, right yeah, yeah but it'll be case by case only if the circumstances right. demand but it will it is not the standard anymore you heard it here first folks that's right <laughs> breaking news both of you heard it so. <laughs> speaking of which we do have an email yes um why don't we dive right into the email let's do it let me do that later but i'm pretty excited about this email um i'm afraid that we got it and then the listener listened to the last three episodes and didn't hear his email read. Oh no. Maybe felt like, what the heck? Why aren't they reading my email? Oh and, and no. Listen to it and hear it. I did reply to him though. So hopefully, uh, okay, good. I let him know I was behind on posting episodes. Hopefully he'll, he'll hear this, but from Ethan, howdy y'all just Ooh. found the podcast and have been loving it. Uh, I just like caught up already. on, <laughs> I just got, <laughs> Uh, I just got caught up on y'all's episodes. And by the way, Y apostrophe A-L-L apostrophe S. Correct. All right. Mm. Just got caught up on y'all's episodes. And I love hearing people experience Clone Wars for the first time as someone who has grown up on it. Can't wait to hear y'all's, again, correct, thoughts on the rest of the episodes and on the Dark Disciple book, which is on the top of my book list. I also mm. love Rebels, so I hope that y'all get to watching that as well as The Bad Batch, which so far has been amazing. I don't know if y'all have had any of these questions answered, but there were a few that I remembered as I went through the episodes. Number one, Cut the Deserter Clone can't have biological children, so those would have had to either be adopted or from a previous relation of his wife's. Mm. Okay. So I don't, I don't remember the exact conversation, but this was, I think that first deserter clone that we ran into. Right. Where he and Rex, you know, he took in Rex and took care yeah. of him and all that. Okay. And, uh, that was a good. And Rex didn't, was really, you know, very, uh, <laughs> clone orthodox <laughs> about, <Yeah. laughs> about his feelings toward the guy and did not like it. So, um, that's probably not the right way to say it, but you know what I'm saying? So that's interesting. I didn't, I, I, did we know clones couldn't have children? I don't know if we knew that. I don't think we've talked about that. I don't believe so. I guess they, well, why would designed. they give them the ability to do that? Yeah. Right. No reason for it. One of y'all was commenting about the little birds. This is the second thing. Okay. One of y'all was commenting about the little birds that were in an episode. I believe it was the episode where Ahsoka was being hunted with the other Jedi by the Trandoshians. Okay, that was the, those are the dinosaur guys, right? Mm -hmm. You remember that? Not a great arc, but you know. The birds are called Moria, and they are like Ahsoka's animal. They are 
almost always in any scene with her, including in the Mandalorian. Oh, that's very observant. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to start looking out for birds every time we see a soaker. I know. If we ever see her again, dun, now we'll dun, see dun. her. Come on. <laughs> Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> Spoiler alert. All right. Number three. In the Ahsoka walkabout arc. So this is the last time we saw Ahsoka, I think. Except in a vision. Yeah, we saw her in a vision. But um, this is the last time we actually saw her in the flesh. Um, in the Ahsoka walkabout arc, the Jedi that told the sisters, may the force be with you, after their parents died saving them and then left, was yeah. Luminara. Luminaria. No, Luminara. Yeah, Luminara. It's interesting. So cool. The most intriguing of those to me is the bird thing. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody binged our whole series, guys. That's awesome. That's Even I cool. like you, man. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Thanks for, oh, uh, then he says, thanks for the awesome podcast, Ethan. So sorry it took us, took us so long to give you a reply here, Ethan, but thanks for the email. And oh, thanks, uh, Ethan. we got to count those y'alls. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six y'alls. Where are you from, right. Ethan? Not Jersey. Otherwise, it'd be you guys. <laughs> it was you sounds guys like in Nebraska. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> like he's part of our uh, extended family from the yeah, uh, yeah, 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 right. From the All six our family talks so. like that. Yeah, yeah, and I really do appreciate the uh, the correct um, usage punctuation 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 yeah. on that. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the apostrophes, the properly placed apostrophes possessive y'all two apostrophes and it's not y a apostrophe ll like some people do so no no nope. probably one of those people john i'm about to say i feel like cliff's talking about me right now john? it's y apostrophe a l l if i even all. bother with an apostrophe <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i think he was consistent on it i think he got it the whole way through so and yeah dark disciple top of his book list so that's pretty cool We've got that coming up in, I guess, a couple episodes. Have y'all started oh, it? I no. just, just what I told y'all before. I just a little bit of it. So it's like hours and hours long. Yeah, I know. But we're only doing the first half. Oh, okay. Initially, part one. I think I think I'm there. I have to figure out where that chapter division is. Maybe if you figured yeah. it out, you can tell us. But. I don't. I think I'm just over halfway through right now. So. Okay, because it's two arcs. It's like two. It's like eight episodes that it would have covered. I think and I so know you get through the be. first four and then there's the second four. And oh. the Son of Dathomir comic happens in between those two chronologically. So we're going to do part one, Son of Dathomir, and then part two. Yeah. And that's coming up pretty soon. And, and we're doing all that, saving all that before we watch the final four episodes. It's going to be a big buildup. And as inconsistently as we've been recording, it might be a few months before we get to watch that last arc. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully just about a month. I guess it's like what? One, two, three, four more episodes between now and then. So anyway, anything new, Drew? Uh, yeah. So unfortunately, my my wife is painting our wall right now. So that's oh, okay. That's no fun. Um, brother-in-law came over and he made graph paper out of our wall to hang pictures. He is an engineer, and so everything had to be down to the eighth of an inch exact, um, which, you know, grateful for. But <laughs> so, yeah, yeah uh, but you definitely want that out of the person working on your house. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we weren't going to be that OCD with hanging the pictures. Yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with our party coming up Saturday, we're like, uh, we need to get this done. So oh, that's right. Yeah. After this, I might be painting tonight. So we'll see. Excited about that party. Oh, yeah. July party. Oh, we've already got the decorations up. A ton mm-hmm. of food's coming. So, Oh, and I made, okay. Should we explain the 4th of July to our foreign listeners? So. Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> the day that we cast off the shackles of tyranny from England. Yeah. Um, if we have anybody from England listening, um, <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> we won. Uh, mate (laughs) is that even right did they say mate i don't know i don't know i thought that was australian i don't i don't think they were pirates australian (laughs) (laughs) get that dingo off my porch mate well the australians have never beaten us in war either so that's right Uh, uh, yeah. anyway. can you have pie at this point if i were to make a blueberry pie can you have that i can have most things actually i'm drinking coffee tonight and it still tastes like garbage but it's like it's like garbage that's should have been taken out but but is like not past the point to where it's like uncomfortable yeah okay it was like it started out as like garbage dump nasty you know, and then it got to like three day old garbage, but now it's down to, to pretty fresh garbage. Um, and I, I got, I, I didn't know how this cup would turn out, but I've been eating buttered popcorn jelly bellies and they've been tasting okay. And so because of that tonight, I tried a tortilla chip, didn't smell that bad, didn't taste that bad. Um, had a handful of popcorn, got some kernels stuck in my gums right now from that. And uh, it was okay. So, all right. So I thought, I'll let me brew a cup of coffee. That's actually what I was gone doing when y'all were waiting for me at the beginning of the podcast. Because <laughs> y'all weren't there when I was on. So I was like, I'll just go brew a cup of coffee. See how it turns out. So yeah, make the blueberry pie. I'll eat it. Okay. There's not much I can't eat right now. And even the stuff that doesn't taste great, I can usually overlook the, the bad taste because it's it's not so dominant that it ruins it in every gotcha. case. I made one the other day and I, I got the graham crackers and I turned them into a powder, mixed in some butter, sugar, and, um, you know, put it on the pie pan, made the blueberry sauce, the cream, mix it all. Oh man, it was great. So cool. I'm like that'll be patriotic for our independence day. Yeah. There you go. Celebration. John, what's new? So, uh, it's been a, uh, a, a little bit of a different, 10 days for me. So, uh, my entire family has been gone to summer camp, including my wife mm-hmm. uh, for the last 10 days. They just came home today actually. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a little bit of a, a different life than I'm used to, uh, not having four kids around, uh, yep. and my wife. And so, uh, better or worse stuff done. Um, uh, we're not gonna, <laughs> uh, there's pros and cons. Um, <laughs> Got a lot of work done on the yeah. house, uh, on the chicken coop that I'm, I'm working on. Cool. Um, had a friend come by the house yesterday. Uh, we have similar, uh, interest in firearms. And so we, uh, uh, we spent 
a few hours yesterday after church or what is today? Today's Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday after church, shooting some, uh, some stuff up. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. No, it's good to have a break. Good to have a break from even from family sometimes. So I know I need that alone time. And I don't, I probably don't get it enough. I definitely don't get it enough, really. I stay up late and play video games and, you know, do that kind of stuff. So then that gives me a little bit, but it's different. That's different than having a stretch where it's just right. like tonight I can go to bed without having to put my kids to bed and I can wake up in the morning and just right. do what I want to do on my own terms, on my own time. And, and that can be, uh, that can be nice occasionally. You know. I did get to play video games at night, so I don't yep. get to play video sure. games a whole lot. And so I did get right. to, to play some video games. What'd you play? Uh, what do you think I played, Cliff? Uh, okay. All right. We, uh, all, we all know. You so don't I played, even say it. I played some uh, <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls game. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And then I played Elder some Scrolls Need for 5. Speed. Yep. Need for then Speed? I played Which one? From the, um Hot Pursuit Remastered, I think it's called. Oh, okay. All right. That came uh, out pretty recently too, didn't it? On the Wii. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got it a, a couple Hot weeks Pursuit ago. Hot Pursuit Remastered on the Wii? Yeah, not the Wii. The uh, Switch. On the Switch. Oh, yeah. On yeah, the yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty yeah. recent release. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. Just There's memories a cruising of... Uh, US, or cruising game coming out. Did you see that? Oh, really? Yeah. No. Looks pretty good. There's a arcade version because that's... Right. When you double pump the pedal and do the wheelie, and stuff. yeah. <laughs> so that was no, in the but most I know recent Nintendo Direct. We used to, uh, you know, we used to play Need for Speed. What, yeah, was it yeah. three? Uh, that's Exotica. There was Cruising no, USA, Cruising World, and Cruising. No, Exotica. not Cruising. I'm, I'm saying Need for Speed. Oh, Need for Speed. Yeah, we used to play Hot Pursuit on PC. Hot mm-hmm. Pursuit. Need for Speed uh, Three Hot Pursuit. It was the, where they brought in the cop chases. Yes, so so, so fun. I love that hours game. on that thing. Oh man, um, the same thing over and over. You remember the secret car you could unlock and the secret yeah. track? It was like a dark city in the rain. It felt right. so man. And then if Secrets you found a, used to be incredible. It's like certain corners you could hit that would just like launch your car into the sky. Right. Yeah. There we were would all do these little and, bugs, and we would we scoured every inch of that game. Oh yeah, so good, so and, fun. Uh, I love it. You know, you'd be on this pursuit with spike strips and roadblocks, and they oh, catch yeah. you, and yeah, yeah. They yeah. say, "I'm going to pretend your accelerator was stuck and let you <laughs> off with a warning," <laughs> and then you get right back into the race. Right. I think you had three. You could get caught twice, <laughs> yeah. but that third time, yeah, is it? It's a fun game. You could be the cops. Drive yep. around being the cops. Same with so same fun. with the one I was playing. So it's uh, yeah, but they didn't remaster good that. One. They remastered the second one, right? And I remember right. playing the second one, not when as, it came when it maybe a year or two after it came out, right? And being really disappointed. Yeah, but I do like this. I mean, it's a fun. Yeah, you know, yeah I'm a big racing fun. racing sure. game fan. So right. Anyways, yeah, cool. Video games and guns. That's what I've I've been up to. <laughs> Cool. Um, well, this morning we did something that was a lot of fun, Drew. Uh, so all of our, all, all our, all, all our friends at church, a lot of our friends at church, there's a big group of them that will wake up at, you know, four or five in the morning and they go work out at the gym together. And, uh, and it's cool. They have great fellowship, you know, they're, 
um, getting their bodies in good shape. Um, they're always talking about it and they're always trying to get people to join them, you know? So that I've, I've basically said, no way I getting up that early to do something. I hate that much. Um, this morning I woke up at four 30 in the morning, uh, to meet up with some guys, but it was to, <laughs> to play final fantasy 14 online <laughs> for three hours nice. um, before work. And that was awesome. So yeah. that was with Drew and our friend Billy. Um, just a, so much fun. <laughs> it's actually so far, it's been a really boring game, but playing with <laughs> playing with these two guys, you know, just makes it makes it a, a lot of fun. So. Um, but I told some of the other people at church, they're like, you said you'd never wake up in the morning. You have no excuse. <laughs> like I said, I'd never wake up in the morning to do something I hate. I, I, I'll wake up in the morning to play video games. Yeah. I'm going to wake up in the morning to go work out. Come on. Um, anyway, I am going to get some workouts pretty soon. Starting Thursday, I'm going to try to go for this Thursday. I think I've mentioned it here before. I'm going to try to start biking to work. Nice. It's 31 miles. Uh, so I got an e-bike <clears throat> so I can go consistently at like 25 plus miles an hour. Um and that'll get me there in a reasonable time, but I'm still going to be getting, you know, over two and a half hours a day wow. when I, when I commute of, um, actual cardiovascular activity of some sort. So I don't know how hard of a workout's going to be. My understanding is you can kind of set how difficult it is. Um, as you go, you can give it more or less assist power as you ride. Um, found a road that I think is pretty safe that I can use, um, and got a helmet that has a massive array of LEDs on the back that you can actually program to do all this crazy stuff. So I'm going to have it pop fireworks behind my head or something so that people can see me when they're coming, you know, coming up behind me without much trouble, um, where I will be very, very visible. Um, but we'll see how it goes. You know, I got the bike, I built it today, reminded why I don't really like to bike because I hate bicycles. I hate mechanics. I hate, that aspect of it. That's why I always like running because I can just throw on a pair of shoes or not and just get out the door and use my legs and my feet. Um, and with bikes, I'm just like, man, I've got to plan for flat tires. I've got to take tools with me. I've got to be comfortable dealing with all the things that come up. I've got, you know, if something's rubbing, I got to go and problem solve and figure out what's rubbing and why is it doing that? Even right now, like my brakes, my brake pads are not quite aligned to my, uh, brake disc rotor. I don't know what you call it. And, um, and I've got to go, go in and figure out, figure that out before Thursday. So the, the manual basically said, it's going to take you 30 minutes to set up the bike and three and a half hours later. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I finally finished <laughs> sort of, I still got, I still got several things I need to do. Um, but I think once I get used to it, then, and then I won't think about it too much and I'll just be able to enjoy the physical activity of it. But my basic logic here is it's going to increase the total time that I commute. I go to work four days a week usually, and um, it's going to increase the total amount of time that I spend a week by about four to four and a half hours. That's how much time is, is going to be added to my commute, but I'll be commuting for a total of around 10 hours. So for the cost of four hours of additional time, I'm getting a 10 hour workout in, which yeah. seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, so I've been, I've been getting some weight, not feeling great about where I'm at with that right now. Um, 
but knowing this was coming up and knowing I'm going to, you know, I'm about to, rather than really motivating, my, motivating myself into some workout routine or diet, it's like, you know, I'm going to be commuting to work pretty soon. I'm not going to worry about it too much. And so we'll see how it goes. See how it goes. I think this is really going to help my lifestyle. Um, but we'll find out. I haven't done it yet. So, you know, I, I like dealing with bicycle type things and cars and, but even I will take a new bike to a bike shop Mm. and have them tune it up for me and stuff. So yeah, maybe I should do that because I want a good baseline and then I can troubleshoot from there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I've never had an e-bike either. So it's always just been a, you know, like a road bike. But even yeah, I, that's, that's my point. first stop. So I, I, maybe show. I should have just brought the box to a bike shop and let them do it. It would have saved me a lot of time too, because it took me forever. Um, I might still do that. I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get it out. I'm going to try to get it out yeah. and ride it on a Wednesday um, and just get comfortable with it. And then depending on how that goes, my intention is to have everything set up to where I can commute to work on Thursday and get changed there and all that. So anyway. We'll see what happens. All right, it's time for or wars. Who wants to go first? Or wars. <laughs> I never know who's goes first last week. I don't know. Uh, I'll go this week. Doesn't matter. All right. You automatically get like fifteen percent more points for going first. I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have to give a presentation in class or something. <laughs> first one. <laughs> okay, Drew. BB eight or R two D two. R2-D2. After everything that we have seen him do in Clone Wars, there is no way. He has overshadowed BB-8 completely. I mean, from the oil slicks to the, you know, electricity that he does, just to, I don't know, the the nostalgia of R2-D2. It it just resonates with me more than it did BB-8. Okay. Which which R2-D2? Like all the versions of R2-D2? Or is there a specific R2-D2 that's beating out BB-8? Because you have to take the whole R2-D2 arc into account here yeah i mean i'm doing the entire jetpack r2d2 yeah jetpack r2d2 okay saving right. anakin you know on or i'm fighting yeah. the other other droid on the little I don't okay know. all right you've considered it all fully yeah. considered all right all right i'll allow it <laughs> john ewoks or porgs ewoks i mean come on they got their own fantastic movies um it and nostalgia i mean just can't get away from the nostalgia yeah yeah sure do you like porks yeah i mean they're they're cute i like them um they they definitely couldn't take on a army of stormtroopers um Uh, maybe you never know no i mean we wouldn't have thought Ewoks. ewoks could when we met them i mean they captured a jedi yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Drew, losing your mind to Borgullet or being slowly digested over a thousand years in the Sarlacc pit <laughs> of Carcoon. Oh. Oh, got it. Um, gosh, n- n- neither. Um, I have to choose. I have to choose. It's Or Wars. I guess I will go. Option number, are we allowed to incorporate information that we know from Mandalorian in this? Yeah, of course. Okay, well, there's then, no, there's no, no, 
prohibition on the reasoning that you can use for your decision and or you may lose this is a you war. may lose you may lose like five percent i'm just I, saying but hey i got 15 for going first so. i know so you're still ahead it's still netting a 10 percent. <laughs> let's go with the sarlacc pit because okay. wow boba fett was able to escape it and yeah, so you're I'm not going, boba fett Drew. i'm not i'm not <laughs> I am better. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> but I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to take my chances that there's a way to escape at least. Okay. So, so you're not dead though. That's the thing. I actually did a little research on this. When you are in a Sarlacc pit, uh, the Sarlacc actually keeps you alive for oh. a thousand years as it digests you. Cause it wants to eat like fresh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, but it's like, like you want to live for a thousand years, you can jump into a Sarlacc pit. He will keep you alive for a thousand years. Uh, um, pretty messed up. That's my understanding, anyway. Who knows if that was accurate? So, information. so original Sarlacc pit or the one with the uh, the mouth that like comes up out of the ground from? I don't know. Huh. I don't know. Okay, that's All that's. Right. I guess that's uh, up to Drew's interpretation. Okay. All right. I was going. I think you made the wrong choice there, <laughs> John. You don't like my odds, Cliff. But he could ruin it here. He could ruin it here. He could ruin it here. Uh, John, talking lemurs or anthropomorphic sharks? Why do I have to choose? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say talking lemurs because all it would take is one lightsaber and a well-trained Jedi. To be no more talking lemurs, John Jedi, the sharks, Jedi though. I mean, would a Jedi do? It's that? Kind of a gray area, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'll still go with the lemurs. Okay. Um, they it would be harder for them to kill you, but you may want them to if you had to deal <laughs> with them consistently. Um, so I don't know. That's tough. Lemurs though. Yeah, lemurs. Okay. Lemurs above sharks. Yeah. All right. I don't think Cliff liked either of our second answers, John. <laughs> I didn't you like know, either I... of the questions. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks for playing. I'm not going to assign a winner. Okay. We all I think everybody. Everyone. I think everybody loses this. Week. We we. we... <laughs> <laughs> There was no winning in that game. <laughs> and Drew, I'm sorry. I was too hard on you for your answer. It's it's okay. I mean, if you really want to be slowly digested in the Sarlacc pit over a thousand years. It's I'm escaping, dude. I'm escaping. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Oof. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if uh, the Sarlacc started the process on, on Boba Fett or if he just got out before that ever before he ever got hooked up to whatever mechanism it is down he there. He was there. he was probably like, oh, this armor can't get through it. Just spit him out. Spit him out. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the armor. Maybe or maybe he tried armor. and he about digested him, but he had so much rage and hate that he just couldn't die. I bet there is a <laughs> canon answer here. I bet there's there's I bet this is spoken to somewhere, right? Don't we know? Hasn't haven't we known Boba Fett's alive for a long time? Or was that just revealed in Mandalorian in the new canon? Yeah. I feel like maybe Legends, I think was, that, was, I think, that was something yeah. that was already the case. So Yeah, but I don't think in canon until uh, Mandalorian. Okay. I, I mean, think. we're pretty, we're pretty, you know, 
limited in our can our uh yeah <laughs> expanded universe exposure hmm. but you know who knows all right thanks for playing okay so this this uh arc that we watched was was unlike any arc that we've seen before although not really it was, it was kind of a hearkening back to the quality that we saw in some of the early this was these were the story reels from the what was it called the uh Crystal Crisis. The Crystal Crisis on Utapu, I think. I think that's right. Um, And uh, here's essentially what happened. Okay, now this is the plot. The the visuals we saw were very, very basic, right? This was like almost, this is pre any real animator getting in there and doing any sort of detail work. Um, Basically like little stick figure puppets of everybody going around and, and doing things, sort of. So not really, but anyway, go watch it. Go, go look it up on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Um, here's what happened. So we open up with Anakin and Obi-Wan going to this planet to investigate a Jedi who was killed there um, on some sort of a rogue mission. And they don't, they don't know what, what she was doing there and they don't know why she was killed, but you know, as they go around and investigate eventually the lead and they're, they're starting to make some progress and get some leads, but then the leader pulls them into to his office and basically is like, get off my planet. I don't want you here. Um, obviously they don't listen to him because it's Anakin and Obi-Wan and neither one of them have it in their character to, um, you know, follow any sort of rule, especially from somebody like him. And so their investigation continues and eventually leads them down into some caves beneath the planet's surface where they run into some droids and eventually um, they uh, discover that there's some arms dealing going on on the planet. So they pursue this arms dealer um, and he's a, he's some sort of a local race to the planet, right? But they pursue this arm dealer, arms dealer and uh, fly into somehow they go from the caves into just this big open plane area. And, um, and I, I guess he gets away or they're still following him or I don't remember exactly, but at some point during all of that, before whatever that next stage is, I think they're just tracking, they're tracking that arms dealer and trying to figure out where he's going, but they camp out overnight at one point during that camp out. There's a really interesting conversation between Anakin and Obi-Wan where Anakin reveals how he is really, really struggling with Ahsoka's decision to leave the Jedi order. He's up, He's angry. He's upset with her. He's, um, He's upset with himself. He feels like a failure. Uh, and Obi-Wan um, basically is like, hey, it's not, it's not your fault. It's her decision. It's not your decision. But Anakin says, no, think about if I left. Think about if I did what she's doing, how you would feel. And Obi-Wan's like, well, you've got a point, but you're not going to do that. So anyway, they go to sleep. Interesting conversation. Anakin is supposed to be staying awake and keeping watch, um, but he falls asleep. And 400 years ago in America, if you fell asleep while you were on watch, you died because you got killed the next morning by the people you were supposed to be keeping watch for. It was a capital offense worthy of death for you to fall asleep on watch. And again, just blows it off and acts like he planned it all along. Obviously, Obi-Wan knows he didn't, but, uh, but they get captured and um, they bluff to their captors 
that obviously again remember they've seen droids there's some arms dealing going off going arms dealing going on anakin bluffs to the captors that they know about general grievous that's why they're there and they have a better offer for those arms dealers than general grievous is giving them so they just kind of take a chance on it um uh their leader mentions some sort of crystal like oh so you know about the crystal or something like that and uh he ends up reporting that interaction to dooku and Dooku tells them to kill those two Jedi or face his wrath, basically. Anyway, they get taken into an airship as captors. And Anakin eventually has, I guess, had enough, gets a hold of a blaster. And um, have you all seen the movie Equilibrium before? Uh, okay. It's kind of like a, like a karate style surrounding guns, handguns. It's like handgun, sort of Matrix-like, you know. What's the most efficient way to kill everybody in a room with the guns and bullets that you have in your hand? And I forget, it may be Keanu Reeves who's in it. I'm not sure. I don't know if that doesn't sound right, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. And that's kind of what Anakin does here is he just takes everybody out really quick using his force powers in combination with the blaster. Um, and the whole room is, is basically cleared um, before he puts his gun down. So, he also does a cool thing in that scene where he force, force pulls this lightsaber from somebody and kills them as the lightsabers are going away. Um, and he gets Obi-Wan and his lightsabers back by basically chopping a guy in half <laughs> as those things are first pulled back. Pretty Anakin's pretty intense this episode. The leader ends up getting away. The leader of that group ends up getting away. And they find on the ship this massive kyber crystal unlike anything they've even heard of existing before. And uh, they, so they, they decide, okay, we need to get this. We need to make sure that the separatists don't end up with this uh, or they could do some terrible things with it. So they stick it on a hover cart and they get attacked while they're trying to cart it away while they are running. A cannon ends up hitting the crystal and just sending out beams of uh, blaster energy everywhere um, killing a bunch of people and causing a lot of mayhem and havoc. Finally, General Grievous gets involved. He takes pursuit. Uh, the main government of that planet is revealed to, to being allied with the separatists, which we pretty much already figured out, but it's, it's becomes obvious. I guess we'd already seen that as viewers, but, um, and the Jedi had pretty much figured it out, but it becomes very apparent um, to everyone at some point. And uh, they, their intention is to turn over the crystal to, um, to the separatists in exchange for money, basically. So the Jedi's uh, fight, obviously they pursue the crystal. Um, it, it gets slips out of their hands, gets onto a ship, gets sent over into, I think it finally does get onto a separatist ship. Um, and so what they do is they, it, it boards this cargo ship and they're going to carry it away. What they do is they, jettison their escape pods. Anakin has this idea. He's like, we're going to get in these escape pods. We'll get on the ship. Here, here's what we're going to do. So they get in these, they jettison the escape pods toward the ship while at the same time, he aims his ship and crashes into their hyperdrive um, so that they can't escape uh, into, you know, to who knows where so that their ship blows up the hyperdrive. They're in the ship via the escape pods. General Grievous shows up. He overpowers Obi-Wan, throws him in prison. Anakin breaks him out. Then they finally get the crystal. Um, they get attacked, and they decide that they're going to 
uh, well, they basically take a cannon and shoot the crystal with a really powerful tank blast inside this ship. Um, and they leave and the crystal starts firing shots everywhere. And they say the crystal's overheating. Um, and so they get out of that cargo ship, cargo ship explodes. And that's pretty much the end of that crystal as far as we know. So then they're back talking to the Jedi council or maybe to Yoda. I don't remember who else here, but it's basically revealed that the, the crystal is a very old ancient thing that, you know, that was just from long, long ago. And I, I don't know, maybe they knew about it or new things like that could exist. Um, and Yoda basically says, well, you know, we thwarted their plans here, but they're going to find another. He sees that it's inevitable. They'll eventually get their hands on one. Now, obviously this is the crystal. So that's, that's it for the episode summary. This is the crystal that is eventually going to like the intention of this crystal, I think is that it's going to go toward the powering of the death star laser, right? So what I gathered. That's what I thought. Yep. So what'd you guys think about that? Was that a cool reference? Was that a cool call out? The death star laser whole arc. Yeah. To, to explore this, you know, the pursuit of this crystal. I think so. I wish they would have actually made it full animation. I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. It was, it was way better than some of them that they chose to make. Yeah. 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 Even some Um, of the more recent ones. Yeah. Like very entertaining. Um, Mm -hmm. Cool storyline, cool little things added in there. Um, Yeah. It was worth it. So tell me what y'all's impressions were of Anakin and kind of where he's at on his arc here. It's getting a little dark, a little darker. And uh, I liked it. I like seeing it. Um, the, the, you know, anger at Ahsoka, um, the way he killed with the yeah. lightsabers, even though the animation was horrible. I mean, yeah. those lightsabers <laughs> clicked on and like swirled around the guy and then flew back. And I'll tell you the one I liked even more was uh, when they were being held captive and the guy's like looking in the lightsaber because he's oh, not yeah. very smart. Yeah. And Ana- yeah. Anakin's like with the force yeah. <laughs> shoots him through the head. Like it's pretty awesome. And it's funny because Obi-Wan calls him out on it. You remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Anakin's like, what? what? And they're all like <laughs> looking at him. Yeah. Um, no, I liked it though. I, I thought that, you know, that style. Um, did he really need to kill the guy right then? I don't know if that not. was truly his plan. Yeah. Um, is that really the Jedi way to just kill just when you don't have to? No. Um, but I liked it. I liked it. I See, I feel like even him picking up a blaster was a really big deal because you have that whole conversation from, I think, episode four, like the original Star Wars, where they're yep. talk- it's Han Solo and Obi-Wan having a discussion about blasters and lightsabers. And... Um, and it's Obi-Wan is like, no, dude, blasters are inelegant. That is not the Jedi way um, with a lightsaber. You can be much more tactical. And, you know, he right. didn't say all this stuff, but that's sort of the implication more is that civilized age, right? Like blasters right. are uncivilized and, and yeah. very, very base, inhumane, inappropriate way to take care of a situation. And here you see Anakin just embracing it. And obviously, you know, it's, it's like, why wouldn't a, why wouldn't they do that all the time? You know, why don't they use more blasters? That's what we need. We need a Sith who's blaster based. Ooh, that'd be pretty cool. 
because the way that Anakin handles those blasters is really cool. And I obviously alluded to it in my summary reminded me of the movie equilibrium. And, and uh, I thought, I thought it was awesome. So, so yes, but a Sith with a blaster would still be at a disadvantage against a Jedi. I feel because they can they can see those blaster bolts coming and deflect them oh how about a sith okay you remember that 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 guy who wanted to impress dooku and he was intentionally killing clones and he had like four arms yeah. mm. so those those guys are cool like uh one of the cooks the cook from the prequels that race the yeah guy who has the diner yeah i remember that guy. um yeah so he was awesome imagine him as a sith Two lightsabers, two blasters. How about that? That would be interesting. And then imagine he shoots the Jedi. The Jedi deflects the laser beam, and they go back and forth deflecting it. Just passing the laser beam back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be pretty cool. Or or Grievous. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Grievous could have some Grievous seems less force attuned though does he know the force i can't remember i don't think so he does yeah so he's not really a force user no but Um, why not a blaster yeah i mean droids with blasters is is a thing though so yeah he just basically another droid with a blaster and they're not very good with blasters right yeah i mean i think general grievous would probably do okay but it's obviously not his preferred method yeah i liked it it was good we see luke use a blaster but only only in episode four, right? Only early on before he learns the ways of the force. Does yeah, he use I a think, blaster after that? I think after episode four, we're done with Luke Luke with the blaster. Yeah, I think that's about it. When he's running around with the stormtrooper blaster. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I found surprising here was how passive Obi-Wan was with everything you just described there. Yeah. You know, sure. The lightsaber to the eye, you know, cutting the dude in half and um using the blaster just and then even at the campfire, that whole conversation scene where he said you know, something you know, to the effect of Ahsoka let her emotions cloud her judgment. And, um, you know, that's precisely why she's she's not here, basically. And I just found it really passive from Obi-Wan to even say that, considering that he was part of the council and they were wrong and he knows they were wrong. And I was like. That's kind of hard for you to say, knowing that you were totally in the wrong on that situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that dynamic, though. I like the fact that Obi-Wan is, is letting him be because it, it gives us, I think, a lot of insight into Obi-Wan's character and how he perceives Anakin as a buddy now. Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't see himself as the master anymore. This is his friend. You know, this is his companion. This is his, you know, you, we've, you've got that friend that does the bad stuff, but you're like, but it's my bud, you know? Um, and, or at least you've had those friends probably in the past. I know I have. And, and you just overlook it. You just don't think about it because even though you don't really like what they're doing, it's still just like, you've, you've got their back. You're, you know, you're in it together. And, 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 uh, and it also, I think indicates that maybe he has a similar attitude toward it all. He's not as, fully into it as Anakin is. He's not crossing all of those lines, but he is really more okay with it than, than he was even as letting on. Sometimes he gives lip service to not be, but it's like you say, Drew, he doesn't actually do anything about it. You know, he doesn't distance himself from it. He's he and Anakin are just, he's focused on the mission. And if Anakin's going to be bad cop, 
uh, that's, while that's they're accomplishing it, yeah. the mission, then he's just going he's going to go with it and let it be. Probably goes goes to uh, his regret later on, right? That I yeah. I think we'll see. Um, obviously, we do see to some extent in the movies, but um, but uh, but yeah, he doesn't really view himself as the master anymore. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Um, I do really like the dialogue though that they had. Yeah. Um, where you know that'll never happen because this is different. Right. Um, you know, he really believed that that, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Full trust in his friend is what that was. It was, yeah. I have no doubt about Anakin. I know Anakin's got my back. I know who Anakin is. Yeah. He's got some weird methods. He's got some things I don't agree with. He's doing some things that are really pushing some boundaries. But at the end of the day, I know he's got my back. And it just ended up not being true. So, but the level of trust, again, that's that same thing. It's just that, that deep, deep trust he has in Anakin. I think, I, I think you see it in this arc, maybe more than anywhere we've seen it so far um, to where I think maybe you, re- you measure that against what ends up ha- happening in episode three and the level of disappointment and grief um, that he feels in light of the confidence here in Anakin um, strengthens strengthens those moments i think or i think will the next time i watch the movie and does as i remember that's no mound it's a spaceship <laughs> yeah that's no moon that <laughs> yep uh that was good uh and then i liked the anakin saying to obi-wan um when the, when he when he did get his life sa- when he got his lightsaber back he gave it to Obi Wan he said try not to lose this again this weapon is your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> turning that lesson back against him <laughs> yeah this is good cool. uh, so so real quick before we get too far um, Luke does use a blaster oh okay because I just looked real quick in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi really oh. Oh, okay. What are the um, contexts? Do you have it? So yeah, he's in his Hoth uh, thing holding a blaster. Uh, let's see. He and then a uh, Hoth? Yeah. I'm trying to think of and when. Then, so he also uses it in Jabba's Palace um, huh. when he's initially there. Okay. Um, facing Jabba. And actually fires off a, a round, I believe. Okay. So, there we go. But not really conventionally trained as other Jedis were, right? Um, didn't have right. the whole council yeah. looking sure. after him. Uh, had a couple of force ghosts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this guy, a crash so. course with Yoda. So, right. Like a one week crash course. Who was really, I mean, losing it at the time. That's a Thumb Wars reference. Yeah. For you listeners out there. If you're a fan of this podcast and you haven't seen Thumb Wars, probably watch should. Thumb Wars. You should watch Thumb Wars. We might ought to do uh, an episode where we review Thumb Wars. <laughs> it'd, be fun to, it'd be fun to get Drew's impression of it. I've never seen it, so yeah. Uh, we might ought to do one. <laughs> I mean, it's canon to me. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Anything else? One thing I was wondering, and I don't know whether I just made this, made this up or I actually 
remember this correctly, but when we were watching the young Padawans, I think it was last season, and they were going through their trials to get their Kyber crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Wasn't there Stupid. something? Yeah, I, I was gonna say that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> wasn't there something to where they said to where they're colorless until they're attuned or they're become one with the crystal, and that's you know, then the crystal determines the the color of the lightsaber and. Am know. I making that up? Uh, does that you might not be that whole? I'm trying thing. to forget that art yeah. completely. Very contrived and strange. So okay, that was a. So, all that's of that one of those say, areas where we have to just find a way to explain away George <laughs> Lucas's, you know, missteps. <laughs> fair, fair. I'm just wondering why the crystal was green. That's, I mean, that's the ultimate. Yeah, thing. Yeah. I was wondering, like, well. You know, I thought they were it was green. Clear. I thought it was red. I'm colorblind. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was red. Green. Okay. Which green. the, uh, you know, the. Maybe the, I did think it was green. For sure, I'm remembering it as red. The beam that comes out of the Death Star uh, is it's green, red, right? It's green. Oh, it's green. Yeah, it is. Cliff. <sighs> that red green colorblindness. Just my bike has mind. a charger on it. <laughs> <laughs> my bike has a charger on it. It can't um, be. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> um, has a charger on it that has a single light that turns from red to yellow to green and when it's green you know it's done so i just yeah. don't ever know if it's done <laughs> oh, no. i'll tell you cliff if i'm ever uh if i'm ever um, over there oh yeah cliff Fully oh, charged. No, I'll just be plugging third. it in overnight, so it won't matter. <laughs> That's a red shell. That's a red shell, all right. <laughs> uh, reference to our for our listeners who may not. I think we've talked about that, but I think so. John used to tell me have to tell me when we played Mario Kart whether the shells were red or green because I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> and he, usually, I don't think you ever really actually. You eh, might have like once. Or I mean, twice, when I got but... desperate, when I just had the one thing spinning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right or uh, above anyway. wherever it was yeah balloons yeah. right um yeah so i don't know about the color drew um but it's interesting i liked yoda's stuff at the end as well a lot where he's just it's like he's accepted that this is about to all go really bad there's yeah. nothing we can do about it anymore so so my my thing is i don't know that they ever did get a giant kyber crystal Right? No? Um, you don't think so? I, I don't. My understanding in Rogue One, uh, when they were harvesting all the uh, kyber crystals oh, out of that yeah. that planet, right. is that they were doing that for the Death Star. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think yeah. You're right. So I'm you're thinking, right. well, they didn't, but they found a way, right? Right. A lot didn't of ways. figured out a way to use a bunch of little ones. Yeah, sure. Right. right. Okay. And that was cool how it made the connection. I mean, for Rogue One, anyway, um, it's sort of built onto that, you know, because I guess until Rogue One, we never really knew they were looking for them. I don't think anything else had really told us that no. they were looking for kyber crystals. Sure. Until Rogue One. So it's neat to see how, when a blaster shot would hit it, what would happen. Yeah. It was like an amplification chaos outpouring, you know, yeah. that would happen. Um, and uh, and so it's it's you know makes sense that kyber crystals would be used for a big Death Star weapon like that. Also makes sense that kyber crystals would be used for a lightsaber. Uh, 
because you feed a, you know, a, a little energy source into that kyber crystal. And then the output is going to be this beam of energy um, that they're able to, you know, I guess use whatever mechanical technological, you know, stuff that they use to, to redirect yeah. it out. But, um, but that was pretty, that was pretty fascinating to me. The interaction of energy weapons mm-hmm. with kyber crystal, kyber crystals directly and what that would result in. Yeah, a lot, a lot to love about this art. Anything else y'all wanted to mention? I enjoyed the creatures too. Honestly, the new um, okay. new species, the ones that reminded me of the yeah. um, creatures from the movie Alien. At one point, they were even like crawling up the wall mm-hmm. to leave. I'm okay. like, that's pretty cool. I really wish we could have seen this in full animation. I no, no, think no. that would have been neat. So, yeah, maybe we will someday. We've seen everything else that was not fully released in some form. Well, I guess we haven't because we got the novel and we got the comic. So, but this is just a very incomplete that apparently I don't even know if it's really considered canon anymore. Um, we're treating it as that, but if you can't even find it, like they took it down from the star Wars website, we had to use some weird YouTube link um, that was within the past few weeks. So it hadn't been taken down already uh, to see the whole arc. So I I don't really actually know if this is canon or not, but. um, So everything I, I looked at said it still was now. Okay. Who who the ultimate authority at Disney is on what's change it. So I don't know. Right. But from what I could tell, it said yes. This is this is still canon. Okay. So, yeah, it's an eight out of ten for me. Me too. Okay, Drew. Same here. Okay. It's good. All right. Unanimous eight. If it was uh, done just like this with better animation and stuff, I mean, it might have been even that much cooler um, to bring it higher. But definitely sure. an eight. I, I loved it. The animation didn't really bother me. Yeah. Um, once yeah. I got in, once I got over episode. it at the beginning, it was jarring. But after a while, it's, it was more about the story. Obi Wan surprised look. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a little bit was, creepy. I mean, it was massive eyes too, though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like Anakin. Like, or did you really just do that? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and how they would run uh, sometimes, just like frozen in position, geez. and just like. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Reminded me a little bit of like the stop motion Lego stuff that James would do. Yeah. Growing up. Right, One of our cousins right. would do this really, really basic stop motion Lego animation stuff. And it reminded me a lot of that. Um, just super primitive, like something that some, you know, amateur fan might put together, just sort of a little passion project. Um, yeah. yeah. It was neat. And also neat to kind of see behind the curtain. And to think, wow, they go from this to what we have, you know, in my mind, it's always just, now well, they storyboard it. They get a general idea and then they just, they just do it, you know, but it's not, there's, there's more to it. There's more stages. Um, they conceptualized everything in 3d, the camera angles, you know, placement of everything. Yeah. The story beats, just all of it is pre-done and probably pretty goes through some iterations before they they put out that final product um and to kind of see behind the curtain of okay this was this was done right this was approved by george lucas this was ready to be animated and then they just didn't finish it um neat to see what the the show is like in that state before it actually gets the 
really, you know, hardcore animators and um, uh, production people chipping away at it. So that's fun. Fun to see behind the curtain there. All right. Anything else, guys? Drew, why don't you tell us what we have for next week? So next week we have the Bad Batch, season seven, episodes one through four. The Bad Batch, a distant echo on the wings of Kiridex and unfinished business. All right. And I I believe, not really too bad of a spoiler, I don't think. I believe this is where we meet the characters that will then be in the spinoff series that I, I assume will probably go right into bad batch after we're done here. Right. After we're done with clone wars, feels like a continuation of the clone wars. So um, I want to just see if there's, you know, maybe any major um, rebel spoilers or anything in the clone wars, but yeah. Um, but barring that, and I don't think there will be, it might, might make sense to just transition right into it. It almost seems like the next season of the Clone Wars, you know? It's like the Fear the Walking Dead series. Yeah. Um, that's basically just the main series continued with different actors. So, sort of. Anyway, if you want to email us, send an email to Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com, and eventually we will read it on the show. <laughs> Uh, and thanks for listening.